I feel like it's been a really long time since we've done Batman. <laughs> it's like been a really a while. long time. It's and the last two that we did were not great. Well, I mean, you like you okay? You liked Batman Forever. Yep. Which is fine. <laughs> I'm I'm trying super hard not to hold it too detrimentally against you. Um but you you redeemed yourself when you recognized Batman and Robin for the steaming pile of cow dung that it is. <laughs> it was so bad. And the one thing I'll say is as much as I was okay with the first installment and then the second one, I was just like, oh, of the two you just mentioned. Yeah, at yeah. least I I think like, I wasn't really there for the bat nipple close ups. And at least we're out of that dark forest. We are out of there. <laughs> Well, then you're not a true Batman fan. <laughs> well, if, if you're not, if you're not there for some nipples, what are you uh, there for? Welcome, welcome to the Movie Men podcast. Yeah, oh. that old, that old <laughs> shtick. Like you said, it's been uh. a while since we've done Batman, and we continue yeah, our I don't journey. Know. I don't know what uh, I don't know what episode that would have been. Maybe ten episodes. Yeah, well, I think like maybe hmm. five. I think just. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm just being melodramatic then. <laughs> I guess it hasn't been that long. It's been like a month and a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um. So. So, are you nervous? No, not at all. I I I am well aware of the tone of this episode, and I'm okay with it. I'm I've. I, I think you might be shocked. Oh. Not shocked. I think... Okay. I think you know... I think you know what town we're headed to. Of course. I think you might be a little shocked what street we end up on. That's... Okay. That's fair. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. So... I've uh, I've basically come. People. Well, I've come to the. Conclu- sorry, yeah, we were to bring the listener up to speed just in case uh, they're not familiar. I'm a. My assumption is you're gonna beat this dead horse that is Batman Begins, and you're gonna just drag it in the mud, and I'm just gonna sit there because going, I, I have previously expressed some disdain. Well, you've I, expressed. I, I have simultaneously. Announced myself as a diehard Batman fan, while while showing some disdain for the Christopher Nolan trilogy. You you've said they are the worst Batman films. Uh, or yeah, yes. I well, or is I don't it just know, the worst maybe. portrayal of Batman? Maybe maybe I'm mixing up. Maybe I'm mixing things up. But you're not a huge fan of uh, Christian, the trilogy. Christian Bale, I think I've said Christian Bale is my least favorite Batman. Right, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Um and that is okay. And 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 that was always the truth before like obviously I like him better than Adam West. <laughs> I'd certainly hope so. Um and you know what I do like him better than George Clooney. Yeah. Um I don't know that I like him better than Val Kilmer, mm. which is the Batman Forever Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't like him better than Michael Keaton. Of course Michael not. Keaton is still that's is your, still yeah that's your guy the crown jewel. <laughs> uh, and I do prefer Batfleck over him. 
um, mm-hmm. over okay. Christian Bale. Yeah. And I and you know what? It's an unpopular opinion. But I feel like the whole I feel like our our podcast is going to end when the Batman comes out next year because like that was like our first episode. Yeah. 152 and a half years ago they announced that he's yeah. like yeah. it's so weird when you put it into perspective that way how long we've known that Robert, you know, how long we've known about Battenson. Mm. Um yeah. But I I'm I'm based on what I've seen in the trailer <laughs> I like him better than Christian Bale. But okay. that's a whole net. We'll, we will we'll get, get there. there. We'll get um, there. Yeah. Do you have trivia? I do. Are we? Are I, we so, just, we're, so I guess we haven't said we haven't said this, and I feel like it's important to say. Sure. Obviously, we're working through all of the live action Batman films. Mm-hmm. Um, we skipped over like the the serial Batman series from like the 30s, 20s, 30s. Sure did. Almost like black and white thing. Yeah. Um, but it was black and white, almost like a silent film thing. Uh, we, we've skipped over that. We haven't done that. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't, I, you know. Yeah. There's only so it much didn't time seem, on this earth. Yeah. It didn't seem crucial, but no. we did, we did the, ooh, I punched my microphone. We did the Adam West one. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, which, and, which for <laughs> context, a, I gave a 0.8 out of 10 on my scale. Just... Good lord. Just in case. I've been thinking. You were curious. I've been thinking. Sure. What about were you thinking? going in. Yep. Back through all of our episodes. Yes. And making a Google spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Listing each film and what we ranked it. Wow. Because uh, I think it would be fun to have that list. Yep. I also think that it would be interesting to be able to do some of the complicated spreadsheet equations that I don't know how to do. But I think it would be mm. cool to come up with, like, this is Pete's average movie score, right? <laughs> like, if you, right. If, I, if you could take the column and be like, yep. you know, on average, Pete ranks, sure. you know, one whole number lower or mm. one whole number higher or whatever. So I think that would be cool. And yeah. I would go as far as like if, you know, if because it was like a Google Doc type mm. thing. Yeah. Um, we, we could just like update and just make it like a a, a, a public, like if Ooh. you have the link, then yeah. you can view it thing. You can't edit it or anything. No. But if you have the link, you can view it. Uh, and then I would just stick it and we would just stick it in the show notes. Just make that public. That'd be like actually. People can go in and look at it. Very cool. So it'd be a bunch of footwork, and the and the longer I put it off, the more work it's becoming. Um, unless unless we fine. just start it and then th- then just no, retract. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Unless we, you know what we could do? What could we do? We could we could hand Marshall a crisp five dollar bill and be like, <laughs> look, pal. I don't. I don't. He may actually, this may be something he already has. He may actually already <laughs> have this spreadsheet put it together. Wouldn't surprise he just hasn't told me. us about it. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. He was waiting uh, for our so, fourth anniversary. Th- yeah, we're working through all the Batman films. Yeah. Uh, we have we have capped off the previous saga of four Batman films. Mm-hmm. And we're on to the Christopher Nolan uh, I know that people call it the Dark Knight trilogy, but that doesn't no. make any sense. No, it doesn't. 
It shouldn't. You know, yeah. if if it was like the Dark Knight begins, the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight rises or something, that would, then yeah. then yeah. okay. But no. Um. But but no, no no, no. It's the Nolan Nolan verse Batman mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So trivia. Okay, so a couple little tidbits before I give you the question. Uh, apparently, for the character Razel Ghoul, uh, Viggo Mortensen was considered, and I just found that interesting. Really? And Would I can you see like it. to know something interesting about I, uh, Viggo Mortensen? Before I find out the interesting thing, I will just say, I can see it. Yeah. I think Liam Neeson's good, but I could see it. What is the interesting thing? Viggo Mortensen. Played Aragorn. Yes. <laughs> and he is, n- yeah, and he is now currently the same age, yeah, that Sir Ian McKellen was. No, when they no. shot Fellowship what? of the Ring. How? Yeah. No. Yeah. No way. Oh man. He is now the same age that Gandalf was when they shot Lord of the Rings. The first, like Fellowship just, of the Ring. Oh, I'm leaving. I got yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Isn't that just like holy crap? Put that oh, in perspective for you. Goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, cool. The other thing. The interesting thing about Razal Ghoul. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go on. Are you being um, serious or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, There's okay. some controversy. Yeah. I oh. mean, you know me. There's some controversy. Sure. Uh, on the pronunciation oh. of his name. Okay. Yeah. So. And I'm on the I'm I'm on the not the Razal Ghoul pronunciations. So, so that that is a black mark against the Nolan verse for me. Okay. Is that in my opinion, they pronounce his name wrong. Hmm. Yeah. What's so how, obviously like how should because it be? it's well, so because it's a comic book origins, uh like because it's the origin of the character is is written word as opposed to spoken word there's no like definitive answer uh, um, but in many iterations of the character it is pronounced Raish al ghul oh hmm. yeah so it's just in, the, you know, the more you know uh, but yeah the o- yeah so that's that's a, to me you know it's semantics it's totally semantics oh, but, yeah yeah but uh, you know in my opinion they're wrong Um, the other thing is Anthony Hopkins was considered for Alfred which I I appreciate Anthony Hopkins and he's a very great actor but I say thank goodness that they went the path they went and I'm sure we'll get into that later yeah I think he would have made a really good Alfred. I've got nothing against Michael Caine as Alfred. Yeah. I think he would have made a really good Alfred, though. A much different Alfred. I I um, think we can both be right, because I agree with you. I think he would be a good Alfred, but he would. I would still prefer Michael Caine between the two. Yeah. Michael Caine. My- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. My question, it's a simple one. It's, it's a yes or a no, a true or a false. So there's no in-between. True nice. or false. This film, that being obviously Batman Begins, this film won an Academy Award. True or false? Uh, false. Okay. Yeah, that false. Is... Because I think, I think there was like a, uh, yeah, 
Because I think there's like a big thing about a film winning, a superhero comic book film winning an mm. Academy Award, and yep. I don't think it was this one. Okay. Uh, you're correct. It did not. It, it got a nomination for um, right. cinematography, which is respectable, which, oh, I, okay. can, which I can see. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's nothing, there's, you know, it's not like 1912 or something. There's nothing <laughs> about it that like... What? Well, no, it's just, do you know what I mean? There's nothing about no. it. It's like innovative, crazy, over the top. Like, oh, okay. You know, if sure. if we were going to sit down and watch Batman Begins, you wouldn't be hyping up the cinematography to me. Well, uh, yes and no. I will say, and uh, this is a, a super, I wasn't planning on going here, but I will say the first 10 minutes of this film, I was digging the cinematography than I think all the combined films prior to this. Just, I will say, this film maybe had a bit more of a cinematog- like a cinematography approach that I was appreciative of, or like landscape shots, or just different things that I was like, ooh, this is kind of creative, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. The reason and I... Maybe bro- this, is, this is more of an editing thing, but sure. I enjoy the color palette of this film the most. Out really? of the the Nolan verse films. Yeah. Okay. Like you think about this film and I mean, I think the logo kind of actually does it justice in each one. Hmm. You think, you think about the color palette in this one and it's kind of like a, like a rusty gold. Yep. War, it's got like a sort of a warm velvety color palette. Yep. Um, and then you think about the dark Knight, and it's very much like a, a, a blue, hmm. like a, yep. you know, a more clear. Yep. Neutral color palette. Uh, and I like this. I you know I think this one's unique, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just then that's just kind of lost moving forward. And the color palette for the third one is white because it it's just blank. It does not exist. The the film that is. Yeah, it's not a you know. Film. The reason I brought yeah. this up, I found that interesting. So again, any film that's uh, nominated for an Oscar, kudos. That's respectable. But there's not been a lot of Oscar wins by either Batman films or films that have Batman in them. And right. we'll get to some of the ones when they come up in the future, I'm sure, when we talk about them. But so this obviously did not, like I just said, the first and at the time, the only for quite a few years, the first one to win an Oscar was the 1989 Batman. Friggin' Right, it was. Yeah, for best art direction. So, and again, well like deserved. I, when we watched this, I gave kudos to that film. I said that I think that'll be my favorite until we get to the Christian Bale Batman Begins. But I just thought it was interesting that um, 1989, that film did win an Oscar and it was quite a while till another one did win an Oscar. And I, I guess if just someone had chatted to me on the street saying, hey, which film do you think was the first Batman film to get an Oscar? I probably would have bet my lunch saying it was Batman Begins, and it wasn't. But the more you know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the less I know. <laughs> happier. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. <sighs> Let's get into it. You are you are you you're just passing me the baton and putting your hands up in the air? Is that Oh well how do you how do you want to approach this? How do how should we tackle this? How do you Okay. How do you want to do this? Let me give you a quick two-minute sure. summary of how I feel. Okay. And this is what I think you'll find interesting. 
Sure. You know, I this is this is the moment where I'm like, okay, right town, wrong street. Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um beautifully written. Okay. Basically basically flawless script. Sure. Great script. Uh wonderfully directed. Okay. Um the editing, the action sequences, um the soundtrack uh it's just it's sort of the overall approach to the more realistic, you know, is is I I don't think makes it a better approach, but makes it an interesting, fresh approach. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic in many instances, fantastic casting. Um, Killian yeah. Murphy as yes. as Jonathan Crane. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I mean, really, is anyone better than? Or perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before tossing him out of a plane. Like, I, it's terrible, but... Um, <laughs> Which was, for the record, that than... was about 12 times more understandable than the actual film. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Yeah, sorry. That was, it's more like, so did you know... <sighs> no, I'll save that. I'll save that for when we get to no, the No, just drop it. We can bring it up again. I gotta know. You gotta, you gotta drop it. What is it? Okay, did you know that they they shot the film oh. and they put it in front of a test audience? Okay. And then they had to go back. This oh. is like documented. You can check it. They had to go back. They Like a theater full of people sat down sure. and watched the film. It's like a test screening. Yeah. And they had to go back in and redo all of Bane's voice stuff oh. because literally... No one had any idea what he was saying, <laughs> and so you can bad. find it on YouTube. That's you can really find bad. a comparison with the original, oh. where you know, like the one that we, the one that we know now is, it would be extremely painful. <laughs> whereas, whereas initially, I think it was like, <laughs> like there's, there was nothing. There was nothing. There was oh, no. There's just that's sort bad. of guttural sounds that were you know Jeez. um so killian murphy fantastic oh um yeah. michael kane yep absolutely yep uh carrie oldman man oh plays a great gordon <laughs> lieutenant gordon in this one for the majority of it and and uh, no and, for all of it and He's i'll just, just say this, this i one. know it's a little bit apples and oranges because Bob, billy d williams didn't play gordon but i'll just say it'd be one thing to have great casting and you say, hey, I've got Gary Oldman or I've got insert blank actor, but he was used for one scene where he literally like held the door open for a granny and then that was it. Like in, in some of the films past, I will say a fault they had where there were big name actors, good actors, and then they had like two scenes in the film that were insignificant. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Morgan Freeman. Oh. It's Lucius Fox. Just, yeah. Like, am I right? Oh, uh, yeah, just you know, I can't do I can't do a Morgan Freeman voice, but you know, he's basically okay. he, it's just all of his lines are like, you know, Earl told me exactly what this was when he sent me down here, yeah. dead end. <laughs> you know, like he, he's just he's he's got such a great and and so much wit in the way this character oh, yeah. is written. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the you know, the reason the Tumblr took off is because they never tried marketing it to the you know, billionaire space jumping <laughs> spelunking yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of those things. Yep. Excellent, fantastic, beautiful bat suit. 
beautiful, yep. beautiful bat suit um, with the long. Uh, I I like the the texture on the cape. It's yep. kind of like that velvety. You know, I I don't know. It must be a nightmare to keep that material nice, but um, <laughs> it has a nice aesthetic. The neck, the back of the neck on this bat suit is like a long, almost panther-like, very animalistic neck before hmm. it meets the cape. And it's it's just, it's crisp. It's really, really nice. Not a fan of the tumbler. Um, yeah, the tumbler is cooler moving forward in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, it does some stuff where I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 this is neat. <laughs> um, but not a fan of the tumbler in this one. I do like his use of gadgets in this one, like the little periscope thing that he leaves the kid, which is such a great moment. It is. Um, it really is. But the bomb that I have to drop. Well, and I'm so curious because there's about 74 things that you just said that were good that I'm surprised you said that were that good. That are excellent. But I'm just waiting yeah, for like excellent. the, the but. The but. There are very few creative choices in this film that were made by Christian Bale yeah. that aren't just like vinegar in my eye. Okay. I hate him as as bad. He's okay as Bruce. I like him as Bruce. Sure. He's a fine Bruce Wayne. Yep. But not only, and this is the film, I think the thing that drives me the most nuts is... His constantly, he's one of those like mouth breathers because mm-hmm. he's like whenever he's in the bat suit, he's got his mouth kind of like hanging open the whole time. <laughs> his lips like protruding and his mouth hanging open. Sure. And and just the the friggin' stupid voice. Mm. And there's moments in this one. This is the one where the the voice is the least irritating because I went wow. and like in in this one, you know, it's kind of like. It's not who I am underneath, right? But what I do that defines, you know, and it's mm. okay. And yeah. there's moments, there's moments where it's pretty inconsistent, sentence to sentence, like it gets really rough and weird, and then, <laughs> then it's not so bad. Sure. But I literally this afternoon went and watched the on YouTube, mm-hmm. watched a scene from The Dark Knight Rises, sure. where he's making the decision to fly the the bomb out over the bay. Yep. And you can barely understand a single thing he says. Hmm. The line is, I can get it out over the bay. <laughs> but instead of being like, I can get it out over the bay, he's like, I can get it out over the bay. Like, and I'm not, I'm not even kidding. It is like, like when you just watch that one line, you're like, is this a college humor video? Oh. Is this a, like, are they right. screwing with me? Like, mm. what is, what were they thinking? Uh, well, at no moment did someone go, yeah, but it's it's Christian Bale, and you've seen that video on the internet where he like flies off the handle of someone who like steps into the frame, and and so we don't we don't we don't want to tell him that he sounds stupid. Yeah, um, I I I just as Batman, he does nothing for me. As Bruce hmm. Wayne, he's fantastic. I sure. love his his interactions with Alfred. Um, but I feel like 
you know, the the problem is, yeah, there's a bunch of things that are really, really good. Mm -hmm. And there's one category that I just, is a total miss for me. But unfortunately, when you're talking about, when you're sitting down to review and really discuss a Batman film, you have to put a lot of weight in the category of Batman. Hmm. And in this film, Batman just doesn't work for me. Fair enough. Not in the sense that, like, I'm not his employer, because obviously, <laughs> but, like, it, it doesn't, the care, it doesn't, you know. Jive. It doesn't jive uh, with you. It doesn't leave me salvolate. Sa- yeah. sal- sal- why can't I say it? It doesn't leave me with more spit in my mouth than when I went in. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Salivating. I, I will say... I watched this with my wife and she, we finished the film and she turned to me and she said, I didn't like that. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like, which, sorry, like which part, like the the Batman voice, because that's the thing, or like this or that or the other. And I, I mentioned a few things that I know some people can critique. And she's, she just kind of said, kind of all of it, like. I don't think that wow. was that was good. And what my point of that is is I don't think I still love Batman Begins after watching this. There are a lot of flaws right. that I actually just noticed when upon this viewing. But my my point of telling that story is you've got some faults which are big faults like they're deal breakers for you. Someone I watched it with also said they had problems with it. I'm wondering if I've assumed that it was more well received than it is and i guess like i'd have to look at the score and actually just do a, a canvas and maybe we'll have a a spreadsheet going on that that we can make uh, available to the public after we canvas some people but my, my long point is i still like it still enjoy it but i'm wondering if i am not in the majority or at least not as so much contra- as i thought so right well so contrastly I enjoyed this film the most this viewing. Interesting. Like, I I was like, you know what? This is actually, there's a lot of things in this that I'm really appreciating that I normally just hate on. Sure. Um, And then really got, because I've never, like, I've just always watched it as a fan. And this is the first time I've had to watch it Mm. going, okay, I'm going to have to talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. and so I was, you know, when I really was just like going into it as objectively as I could, um, yeah, I was like, you know what? There's a lot in this film that is a lot of fun and and really works for me. Hmm. Um, you know, just the one thing I knew wouldn't work for me didn't still. I think, and I'll get into some details in just a second. I think what I've come to realize when I watched this film as I think comparatively, I think I used to just ha- hold it on a high pedestal. Now I think I've said, okay, compared to say other just well-rounded, amazing movies, and there are other movies, I'm just going to say Castaway because recency biased, we just talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I'm just going to say, if I'm putting Batman Begins next to Castaway, just because of the magnitude of stuff that they're dealing with in Castaway, I'm going to say, yeah, Batman Begins has its limits. It's just, it's there. It's fine. Sure. But in the context of Batman films, I do think it's still quite strong. So in some ways it came down in my thinking of it, but in some ways it's still pretty rock solid. 
I think um, it's really strong in that sense, and I think it's also really strong when you think about it being a superhero or a comic book film that came out when it did. Mm. Pre-MCU. Yeah, yeah. Comic book films aren't this massive beloved thing at this point. They almost, um, they're getting there. Like, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was just on the scene, but not enough to be, hey, this is a whole phenomena. Yeah, it was on the scene, but then there was also stuff like Spider-Man 3 <laughs> when it was like, right. you know, it was like, uh, you know, we all kind of felt like, all right, fool me once, yeah, shame on me, yeah. like, or shame on you, however the saying goes. It, it was yeah. just like, okay, you know, Sp- Spider-Man 1 happened and it was like we were in this this sort of puppy puppy love the honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. and then Spider-Man two came out and we thought to ourselves, she might be the one. (laughs) I think I'm going to buy a ring. This is, I've never felt this way about someone before. And then (laughs) Spider-Man three came out and it was like, (laughs) Oh, but they drink a lot. And, and, uh, they're into their nipple. And they're into and, meth. Yeah, they yeah. they do meth, and uh, and so maybe not going to bring them to meet the parents. Right. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. But anyway, I, you know, this film, I I for the first time, instead of enjoying it, I was trying to figure out why I thought I think this is the best of the Batman films so far, and I was trying to find out some points, like some measurable things that I said, this is why I'm hanging my hat, and th- this is what I came up with. Right. So, to my uh, to my memory, and at least uh, I, you know, I'm pretty confident we haven't had much of an origin story for Batman. We've had flashbacks in the previous films, you know, the flashbacks of him as a child, and we had some weird kind of like snippets of like George Clooney looking at Alfred, kind of doing stuff in the past. But it wasn't a full blown. Here's an origin story. Again, this is one of the, th- the things my wife kind of critiqued and thought it was a bit long and I can understand maybe it was a bit long but I did appreciate the origin told in the story of flashbacks and then kind of leading up to modern day and it kind of joins the story where we we started it I liked it I thought it gave it some depth that some of the other films just didn't have in that category and that's one token that's like the first stop that I'll say hey the origin the the building of depth I thought this did well um It, yeah. it, can I just say, oh, please, it, I agree. I think it adds a lot of fun depth, mm-hmm. um, and some conviction, and just sort of like, you know, some explanation into like, this isn't, you know, Nolan didn't invent this, like him going off and training with the League of Shadows and stuff, sure. like that's all comic canon. As oh, well. okay. okay. Um, but, if you, I think it all just depends on what you're looking for. If you're mm. going into this going, oh, it's a Batman movie. It's a comic book movie and you're looking for sort of a fun summer blockbuster movie, mm. then it does take way too long for him to don the cape and cowl. Sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm not at the point where I'm saying it was too long, but I can definitely have an ear for it. And I'm close to that standing on that line. So I, I hear sure. you. I'd be curious to see, you know, if it's like King Kong, 
where literally you're an hour into the film when you see the damn monkey. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yep. what the, like, holy crap. That's true. Like, it this took us forever. I would be curious to see. Yeah. Because the hour, the movie's two hours and 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It's, I didn't realize it was so long. It's long. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering, is it like the 45 minute mark? Is it like the hour mark? Wouldn't be surprised. Before we actually see Batman? Yeah. Wouldn't be it surprised. It might be. Um. So yeah, again, just some more depth. I loved the character depth and more so the moral motivation we got for this character. Um, and I think that's what separated it from the previous films because it wasn't just someone specifically trying to totally just focus on taking bad people off the streets of Gotham or ridding it of crime, although that was part of it. it you know, he wanted to be more of a symbol for people to emulate and not just kind of fighting one crime at a time. And I thought there was a bigger picture, kind of a moral kind of uh, component to the character that they really captured with that, that I really appreciated. And just, he alludes to this with the League of Shadows, having motivations of just justice and fighting for those who are being preyed on. And I just loved the the journey of discovery that he went on when he left Gotham. And, um, I again, I think it's just different from we what we've seen in the previous four, five films that we've watched, and that just stands out to me. Um, I think one thing that we've hit on with the previous films is our, our just difference in appreciation. And you mentioned you didn't mind the realistic tone, and I'm surprised by that. But I that's what really hits it home for me, as I I'm here for the realism. I, I'm if if a, if there's two streets to go down and one is more of a comic book street and the other is obviously still it's farcical because it's of the nature of what what we're watching but it's a little bit more real I want the real realism and everything from the Batmobile like I I can picture that Batmobile being in existence it's not too different from some military vehicles that exist some of the Batmobiles in previous films like there's just even the practicality of them like they're I question what good they do compared to this military vehicle that can just drive over vehicles and get out of most sure. most things. So things like that. Things like having Morgan Freeman's character, who's a head of an applied sciences department, have as a resource yeah. to help have equipment. Like To me, things like that where it's like, here's a real logical explanation of how he gets all this equipment. Um, so I, I love yeah. the realism. I think this series does some weird stuff with its realism. I think some t- I think at times it's realism or at least it's like it's self-awareness of or it, it it's like it's understanding of who it is from a realistic standpoint is something I hold against it hmm. only because you know you'll have moments where it's like okay super serious Everything that has everything that happens has to be something that could actually happen. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, yep. all right, sure. I'm on board. And then and then some of the tech he has, like with the whole bat sonar thing in his boot, which is super cool. But mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, but that's you know, that's like, <laughs> what what exactly is going on? Here? <laughs> um, right. Super cool, but you're like, eh. <laughs> the hell did all these bats come from? Like right. these bats are literally just hanging the hell out. That's scary. Um, <laughs> On call, baby. And so, 
so there's that. And then there's just stuff like, again, this is, you know, this is more, this is like future films and stuff like that. But, you know, you have stuff like the damage that is done and the recovery of Harvey Dent. And you're like, mm. uh, that's not, you, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be upright right now, you know? And then just like the whole you know, and then I, I feel like the one that like gets even more ridiculous with like or or like pushes the limits of what is realistic and what could actually happen um, is Dark Knight Rises. But oh, but yeah. but still like even in this one, right, like with Scarecrow's fear toxin, hmm. there is there's just moments where you're like, yeah, is this <laughs> trying to be really realistic or is it? Not trying to be re- like I. I just personally sometimes struggle to get a firm grasp on. Okay, what are the what are the ground rules of this universe? Mm-hmm. What is realistic? It it like the supernatural doesn't exist until we want it to, and then it does, and then it's okay. And then as soon as that moment is over, we're back to it not existing. Like, and so that's that's something I I struggle with. Um, you know, and, and some of the, the common, like there's things that I look at from a comic book fan standpoint where I go, yes, absolutely. Of course, this is, of course, um, cause it's cool. So, so of course, but then I look at it through the lens of what I feel like this film is supposed to be trying to be. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like <laughs> for instance, mm-hmm. I get that it's been six generations of Waynes. Sure. And and when he discovers the cave um, below the house, which wasn't really, wasn't like the first one to discover it because there's the whole Underground Railroad thing and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah. That's cool. Um, and, and Alfred looks up and he goes, oh, this must be the lower foundation of the Southeast Wing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What dipshit... <laughs> saw a big friggin' cave in the ground and thought, we will have to build 150-foot brick foundations in order to put the house here. But the view's gonna be a lot nicer than if we put it 100, 100 yards that way where there is no giant cave. Right. You would never, the house would never be built there. <laughs> Not in a million years would that foundation and that house be built there. Right. There's no way. Uh, but it's cool. Like as a comic book fan, I'm looking at it going, yeah, sure. of course it's the with the big like yep. big uh, picturesque foundations and the cave and all this stuff and it's the back cave, man. <laughs> but then uh, you you plunk it into the Christopher Nolan universe and I'm like, who is your real estate agent? They right. should be shot. Right. What the hell? Yeah. Well, while but, we're there. So anyways, that's my comment on the realism. Oh, for sure. And while we're looking at it I think when you go down the path of realism, you do open yourself up to some critique or some, uh, you have to make sure all your bases are covered just because then you're looking at it through a different lens. And that's something that I noticed when I watched it this time. And I'm going to give two examples. One was the whole aerosolized uh, psychotropic hallucinogen, whatever they called it or not. Right. The micro, like the microwave emitter, or just like the, the actual drug in the, the water. Drug, sure, yeah. okay. And it's a really good point. My wife brought this up. I can't even take credit for it. But there's no way that someone in Gotham 
before the night Liam Neeson attacks the city. There's no way that someone in Gotham didn't take a steamy shower or even boil a pot sure. of craft dinner, for heaven's sakes. Like, I guess the only thing that I can logically think of is, like, maybe the city was claiming just insanely high amounts of schizophrenic breakthroughs, and they're like, wow, there's something going on here that everyone's kind of I mean, having breakthroughs them. here. But but also, like, it was just a, the thing is, like, yeah, there's so many examples of water being steamed and changing sure. form that... The Swedish, the the Swedish spa sauna thing. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone goes in happy, right? Everyone comes out really freaked out by by everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can't remember the other. But that's that a good the, point. That it'll come up later. But that's just one of the things where it's like, okay, there's there's oh, I remember the other one. The other one was just for me. I've never paid attention to this and I had trouble moving past it. it was just the whole issue of, hey, uh, Mr. Morgan Freeman, uh, so you're going to say it's, it's going to take weeks to come up with a mass level of this antidote. It is. Okay, that sucks. And this whole scheme of like, okay, if we take down the subway tower, we somehow stop the chain reaction and stop the, the problem from getting worse from more people being exposed to the drug. Great. He did it. Mission accomplished. There's still a good portion of the city that has been exposed to this drug that is literally like it's human beings in an altered state of consciousness, like clawing each other's eyes out yeah. that I did. Like, I just kind of never remembered to be like, Oh yeah. What about those thousands of people? Like it, they just, they, they stopped the problem from getting worse. And then it just cues to like the next morning where like they're having a board meeting. They're like, Oh, oh, oh yes. Profits are down. We fired this jerk. And, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne owns the yeah. company. And or, it's like, whoa, yeah, and they're whoa. on the rooftop. Whoa, whoa. And he's like, there's like, yeah, they're on the rooftop. And Gordon's yeah. like, there's still dozens of Arkham inmates that we haven't yeah. tracked down and we haven't found Crane. And I'm like, then get off the rooftop. <laughs> like, what? Yes. I didn't, to be honest, then like, this rendezvous can wait. Like, no kidding. It's like, there are people, like, they are eating each other. Like, just literally. Yeah. There are people just dying by the second, and I've never been so aware of, like, there's still a problem, and you didn't solve it. Yeah, it's a total bath salts blowout in Gotham, (laughs) and nobody (laughs) nobody cares. cares. Anyway, those are, there's some things that I'm starting to poke some holes in, but I still love it. I still love it. You touched on the villains. Scarecrow's amazing. Cillian Murphy, bias, acknowledgement here, you know. It's well written, but also he really portrays it well. Falcone, uh, Tom Wilk. I will say this is a flaw for me. His fake, well, Tom Wilkinson, that is. His fake accent is just annoying. Um, yeah. But, but I do. I think Ra's al Ghul is the most rich and the best villain we've had so far. And maybe ever throughout this Batman series. And I will say that because he's messed up. He is. He has a weird way of exacting vengeance or exacting resolution in the world. Like, he's killing people. That's not cool. But what sets him apart as a character is he's not crazy. He's not, for me, and I had a problem with the Penguin. He's not putting little rocket ships on Penguin's backs and marching them in the city. That that, that was just, for me, a little too much. What he's, like, what <laughs> Liam Neeson is doing is horrible. But as a character, as a piece of fiction... It's so much more interesting to me. And I will say right. he both the character, the way they wrote it, but obviously Liam Neeson really 
totes the barge there. He's he's very good. One more thing about villains, I will say, I just like the League of Shadows, and I'm not saying they invented it. You're you're you've told me, and I just realized it's part of the, the comic book universe. But I just love the part con- of the mythos. Yeah, I, I love the concept of it that they weaved in to, to it. That it's it's almost its own character, having this whole historical fiction entity where like they gave examples like yes, and the plague and the fires of London and this and this and this. We were actually the mm-hmm. cause of these big historic events and it was actually awesome we we have a hand in society and i was like that's actually cool like it's a very which, like it's two seconds of film but it's a very cool f- moment which which i want to touch on um so in the comics um or just in the you know in the uh, batman yeah. lore yeah yeah so Raz al ghul has uh he has several daughters um, so a couple interesting things about Ra's al Ghul and the League of hmm. League of Shadows uh, or League of Assassins, depending on you know. Sure. Um, uh, so he has a daughter named Talia, which you know. Oh yes. Um, and him, her, and Bruce end up having a son, which you don't know, named Damian Wayne, hmm. um, who goes on to be the fourth Robin. Uh, third, fourth, fourth Robin, fifth Robin, um, as well as at you know at one point, at one point everyone's taken up the mantle of Batman, but um, right. so that's interesting. The other interesting thing is Ra's al Ghul's uh, ability in the comics, or sort of what makes him actually a really interesting character, is he has something called the Lazarus Pit, hmm. which is these waters that he baths in that um that de-age him that keep Hmm. him eternally young um and thousands of years old interesting um okay and and he's addicted to it and it like and every time he does you know it's kind of one of those things it's kind of like the harry potter horcrux thing a little bit where like you know, it takes something out of him every time he does it. Mm. So like he'll like, but but so he he he'll like he doesn't have to do it all the time, right? Like he'll he'll age to sixty, and then go in it and come out twenty five again, right? And then age till sixty, and then you know like so that type of thing. So in the comics version of this, and and I, they don't touch on it. Maybe the Lazarus Pit exists in this world maybe it doesn't who knows hmm. um but in in the comic and video game and graphic novel and whatever version of this um when when they took down Rome and when they took down all of these things Ra's al Ghul was would have been there for that that's it cool. would have been Liam Neeson's character thousands of years ago. Very it's cool. It's his mission. It's always been his organization. Hmm. That so. is cool. That's yeah. even cooler. I wish we had seen some flashbacks of that. <laughs> How cool would that be? That'd be so. Oh cool. my god. Um, yeah. And that time, and that time that someone took my daughter while she was on vacation. Right. Right. Like what us. a coincidence. So <laughs> it's like I had love that was taken. Yeah. And then I beat yeah. their asses so and. Good. Wipe them the, with uh, the floor with them, uh, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> uh, 
supporting characters we've touched on, I'll, I'll just really go on it really quick again. Gordon Fox, great, yep. great, great actors, but also greatly written. I'll say Rachel's a little weak. Katie Holmes, I don't know. I, I, I'm not in a position to critique her. I haven't seen her enough. But I wasn't, I, well, I'm not buying her t-shirt based on this role. Um, yeah, I don't dislike her in this, but I also can't stand uh, what's her face in the next one. I I don't like disc like Jake's sister. Well, I don't like whatever the opposite of continuity is. I don't like having misrolled people. Yeah, the, like the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd rather it be the same. I don't person. like that, and I just don't like her. I don't like her. I like this version of of Rachel better. Which, Fair. by the way, yeah. is a I I don't know specifically for this, but I think so. I think Rachel as a love interest or as a character in general is a Nolan verse creation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's not like, oh, cool, Rachel Dawes. Like, no, I, <laughs> I have no idea who she is outside of the Christopher Nolan films. Right. But obviously, the the main the main person I'm here to talk about is Alfred. He's my favorite. Love every component of him. Um, just, just. I love the banter that he gives. Just what's the point of doing all those bloody push-ups if you can't lift a bloody log? Yeah. Yeah, so good. It is so good. The last thing, it's just a statement. The Hans Zimmer, James Newton Howard soundtrack, Chef's Kiss. Love it. It just, it doesn't do too much. It just really goes well. It pairs well with the scenes that we're watching. And um, yeah, I love this film for those reasons. I dislike Gotham's feel in this film, I will say. It has a bit of a futuristic <laughs> touch or scent to it that we just it just gets okay. dropped and going forward it just is like, well, what happened to these futuristic elements? They're just it just looks like Chicago now in the ne- next movie. Like so, the monorail. Yeah, just things like that. So um yeah, but yeah. I, I like I like th- I like this Gotham better than any of the others in this universe. And I'm not surprised by that. I think that just, again, speaks to our difference uh, as far as Batman yeah. is concerned. So. Whatever. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Scale of zero to ten, sir. Yes. On I used two scales. My scale, I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. And this scale tells me that I would totally get a babysitter. I would totally pay money to see it in theaters. And afterwards, I would not regret it. I would say time and money well spent. So it's in the highest category. <laughs> hey! Oh! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you son of a gun. Uh, I have uh, too much power. The, the other uh, scale is just a traditional, traditional 0 to 10. It's called Marshall Scale. I use it. I was leaning between an eight or a nine. I leaned, and I think I'm going to keep with a nine. It's, it's, I, I'm jumping back and forth, but I'm pretty set on the nine. So I'll give it a nine out of ten, and I can live with that because I can quite honestly say I think this will be the highest I give a Batman, or at least it is so far. Highest you give a Batman? Ooh, like you like this better than The Dark Knight? I will have to watch it. I'm curious. The Dark Knight is so weird. I don't consider it... Like, it's so weird that it it could be a standalone film to me. Just because there's a lot of different themes and stories told in that movie that I just feel like you could just have as a standalone film. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. It's so hurt by people overhyping it. Yeah. That that 
people do overhype it. Yeah. To me, I think that hurts it. But that hurts it for a lot of films for you, though. Uh, well, yeah, just like you know, like let it be what it is, but don't to be like, oh, it's the greatest film of all time, and I love it so much. And like, <laughs> okay, well, like even I don't do that about any film. Like, I love Star Wars, I love Back to the Future, sure. but it might not be the greatest film of all time, and it's not like you know, yeah, it's not like the, the you know, anyways. Yeah. No, that's fair. What do you give it out of ten? Uh, I give it a 7.5. It's a good movie. Respectable. It is a good movie. Um, would be way higher. Like, I, I, and I don't know who I would put in the role. I really don't. I don't know who I would replace him with. Um, Killian Murphy auditioned. Interesting. Um, for Batman. Okay. And was in there's you can see you can see on YouTube screen tests of oh. him in the suit. Um so they put him in the suit, which at the time this suit hadn't been built, so they used the Val Kilmer Batman Forever suit. Um hmm. and so you can see that online too. Like you can go on YouTube and see Christian Bale in the Val Kilmer suit. Hmm. Um and it's weird. But uh, yeah, seven point five. You know, it'd be way, way higher if not for Christian Bale. Hmm. I'm surprised by both your score and that like it could have been higher. I, I really am surprised. Yeah. Uh, what did you watch this week, man? I think I only watched one film. I think it was just the one. I watched uh, the Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke film, Training Day. I had never seen it before. I've just been like scrolling YouTube recently and like I did it with um, Aaron Brockovich and I did it with this like films that I think are like I've I've seen kicking around for a long time that I've heard a lot of references to or people talk about that. I'm like, eh, I should probably just watch it even if it's not. I don't think it'll be my favorite movie of all time. I'm just curious. And sure, it, it was exactly that. I watched it and I went, okay, I guess. There were some interesting the components, some components that I sat on the edge of my seat because I was not sure where this film was going to go. But at the end, I, I'm not sure where it stands as far as pundits and both just people. Like if it's in the people's like, oh my gosh, it's the best movie of all time. Or if people just say it's a film. I I couldn't decide. I think I gave it a 4 out of 10, but I maybe gave it a 5 out of 10. It's just, it is what it is, but I will never need to watch it again. And it's by no means a must-see or a must-own. Cool. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No. Yeah. No, no. That's cool. Uh, What did you watch this week? Uh, I watched two films. I watched A Quiet Place 2. Okay. And I rewatched Greenland, which is the disaster movie with Gerard Butler that I told you you have to watch. Oh, yeah. I do need to watch that. you still have to. Okay. 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 So yeah, that's it. Wrap huh. it up, man. Hold on, hold on. Did you did it hold up upon a second viewing? Even better. Whoa! Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm there. I'm there. Even better. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. We we honestly do appreciate it. And um, please like, follow, subscribe on our various platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
if you're listening on a, a platform that you can give us a good rate and review, we would really appreciate it. And anytime we get a like or a comment on any type of uh, uh, social media page, we do appreciate it. Check out our Patreon page and our merchandise page below. It's ways for you to help support the show, help us keep uh, the lights on and help pay the bills. And um, thank you for our existing Patreon supporters. Yeah, I'm I gotta go. I gotta go watch the uh the <laughs> Spider Man trailer like seven more times, so <laughs> it's gotta be done. <laughs> Goodbye.